2: Welcome, fellow Lushes. Come on in, pull up a bar stool, and enjoy some
0: cocktails with dimples and the beard.
2: So tonight we have the uh, the king of the roaches, Popper Roach himself. <laughs> What's of up, hotel, Josh Potter?
0: Thanks for having me, fellas. Oh, I appreciate you
2: thank you. And and let me just compliment you. I don't know if you know, I'm sure you know this since you work in the business, but sometimes comedians aren't the easiest to deal with on these kind of things. They can kind of, Oh,
0: go figure. What's that like?
2: <laughs> hard to get answers and stuff, but not from you. You are Johnny on the spot and you were great to <laughs> all of it worked out well. So thank you so much.
0: Oh, thank you. I see you got a Miller light there and high noon
1: high noon. Yes, <laughs> yep, sir. We're going to give that a whirl. All right. Nice. I went tall
0: boy today. I had to get high. I had to smoke a bowl after that nonsense with the microphone. I get when I get like mad at things like that. I uh, I'm just like I got to get high real quick. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, it all washes away.
2: I hear you. I was yeah. I was 20 minutes before. So all right. <laughs> at any time, feel free. We are.
0: Thank you.
1: We're okay. So with, the, uh, with catering to whatever you need, right? Right. Um, and I went with the uh, passion fruit tonight.
0: Because that's line. a good choice that's a limited time flavor i'm no uh really i'm no like uh spokesman for high noon though i drink them quite often and that one is like the i believe that is like a seasonal flavor so oh, get it while you can
1: okay well i was gonna say i did it because i'm passionate about the interview tonight
0: <laughs> well there you go
1: <laughs>
0: i've never actually eaten a passion fruit though i didn't i don't even know what it is that's I couldn't. A
2: good point i don't know what it is either i
0: couldn't uh pick one out of a lineup. If you put a bunch of fruits in front of me, I would never be able to identify a passion fruit.
2: Yeah. Huh. I, yeah. I would have no clue. What do you do? You, have you had it? No, no oh, clue. Okay. I got no, nothing. I got nothing. For you. <laughs> so you don't even know if that tastes like passion fruit.
0: No, nope. Right. That's the thing. It's like, is this a passion fruit? Well, <laughs> right. Hey, I think I'm on board. I'll have a couple of those. We're, we're good. Yeah. Peel yeah. them from a tree or take them from the ground. I don't even know where they are come from or what they <laughs> I got, yeah. grow on.
2: Passion fruit—they gotta be trees, right? That's not a gr- in the ground thing. Yeah. well,
0: <laughs> maybe it's like a potato. We don't know.
2: <laughs> yes, yes. I gotta tell you, I uh, I spent my afternoon today finally catching up and watching the Milwaukee incident. Ooh, <laughs> and we we are in Wisconsin, by the way. Yeah, we're
0: not. I know. That's right. I think I remember mentioning that I was going to be there. I don't know. That club is awesome, for the record. Uh, one of my favorites in the country. It's pretty new, okay. and I went there. What was it? It was in September. It was the end of baseball season because I went to a Brewers game.
1: Oh, okay. Nice and idea. I want
0: I wanted to watch, you know, the game. And I never go to games like before shows because it's just tough. You know, I like to take a big nap yeah, before yeah. a show and like a yeah. sh- long shower. In this case, I was like, I have to go. So I went and I I stayed until like the middle of the eighth inning and the Brewers were down four to one. Okay. And uh I was like, I have to leave. And so I left like as the ninth inning was about to start. And in the bottom of the ninth, Vogelbach hit a walk-off grand slam to win the game. And I I was in my hotel, like going, like, are you fucking serious right now? This is what like I I missed a I've I mean, that's like a shooting star or like Hail Bob's Comet or something, like a fucking walk-off grand slam. (laughs)
2: Yeah. Yeah, those those aren't happening every day. Wow. Well, yeah,
0: I was so pissed. I was like, I was
2: there. Yeah, I, uh, I had one of those nights uh. at, at, at County, well Miller Park or whatever it was called at the time too. And I I left in the, like the eighth inning and Prince Fielder hit not a grand slam, but it was like a two or a three run homer to win the game.
0: So, and it's not even like I could have stayed. Like I would have missed twenty minutes of the show if I would have stayed, but <laughs> I also have could have. You. I kind of could have done, I could have gone straight there and just been all brewered out and just kind of buzzed and walked right in. But, but then, so I did that show and then th- they, they like wanted me to come back three months later Yeah, and I was kind of dread. I mean, that is a quick turnaround for those not in the game. Like usually you go to a club a year later or whatever, and hopefully you have some new stuff by right, then and right. all that. But <laughs> three months is no, especially coming out of COVID. It was nowhere near enough time for me to have like a new hour so i'm just like i guess i'll take it just because i like the club and i like the people who run it and i enjoyed my time there and maybe i'll get some people that haven't or didn't come to the first go around yeah, so
2: milwaukee's a big enough city you yeah you just kind go. of hope it's just yeah. like
0: a prayer but then th- i mean not thankfully but then uh turned out that the uh chief spills divisional game Coincided exactly at that time And I thought about that I go, I'm not used to scheduling shows During playoff football Because (laughs) this is all very new (laughs) So I don't even think about that Like the potential of And I had a gig during the AFC championship too The next week So it was kind of like a relief That it didn't happen again But when I went on stage Yeah, it was The fourth quarter had just started So I made them put the screen down (laughs) And for an hour, and maybe even, I think, an hour plus or whatever, because of overtime, right? I didn't tell a single joke. I mean, it was just all about the game.
2: <laughs> so Yeah, you made, you made fun of Travis Kelsey a lot.
0: Yeah, yeah, him and, him and Santino <laughs> kind of got a... Me and Santino have been having weird... Like, I wouldn't be surprised if you guys, like, pulled up Santino on FaceTime right now, because every interview I've done, he's, like, popped in, and we've just been, like... <laughs> shit talking each other since then
1: and let's bring them in (laughs) um so how was the reaction from the crowd when you're like comedy's on hold we're gonna i didn't know
0: how they were gonna react and frankly i didn't give a shit i mean i wanted them to enjoy it i tried to make it fun i think i got them on my side and i they ended up rooting for the bills it was like when you watch the video and i didn't i can't you know i i can go back and listen to my sets but going back and watching that was like i don't want to see me be wasted on stage and, like, also relive this fucking shit game. Right. So I uh, I skimmed through it, though, you know. And uh, every now and then, you know, the Bills would make a, a first down or something like that. And the crowd would be like... It was like we were at the game. It was awesome.
1: Yeah, it was fun. Okay, fun. And and what a game. I was rooting I was rooting for him as well.
0: Yeah, I mean, and it was weird being in Green... Or not in Green Bay, but in Wisconsin the evening, you know, before when the Packers lost. I mean, so I, I got to... Oh draw from that you know yeah. at least at least my show wasn't during that <laughs> That would have been there yeah, <laughs> yeah. right well no it's fun. so wild i mean the night before annie had a show and and she like basically sold it out it was crazy and she was like kind of shocked too she's like i thought it was going to be dead because of this fucking packers game
2: oh she had a show at that club on the night of the Packer game yeah i went
0: i went and i went with her for the uh It was, I guess, Thursday through Saturday or maybe it was just Friday and Saturday. I can't remember. And then I did Sunday by myself. Oh, okay. And uh, yeah, I scheduled it months and months prior. And then Sunday I go, oh, yeah. (laughs) Playoff football. (laughs) Fuck. And then, of course, you know, when the when it all said and done, you don't know what team is going to play when. So I'm like, just don't be Sunday night. Just don't be Sunday night. <laughs> and of right? course they fucking, <laughs> it's the same thing. The first headlining weekend I ever did was in Boston and it was the the Patriots had lost week 17 to that crazy Ryan Tannehill play oh, like yeah. against the dolphins where he did like, they did like a, that shit where they like throw it around, you know, and then they yeah. get it and they scored a fucking touchdown and one and they made the Patriots lose. Uh, the division go to the wild card game or maybe it was just to be second place in the AFC. I don't know, but they were like, they had to play in the wild card game now. And that was the weekend I was going to be in Boston. I'm like, please don't be a primetime game. <laughs> and of course they made it a Saturday fucking night game. And I was like, cool. The Patriots fuck me another time, another fucking time. And then think I sold 200 tickets and I just made fun of those people. Cause I was coming off a bills loss that day. I watched the bills losing overtime to the Texans in the, wild card game. Okay. As I walked on stage, it was like the field goal went in and they're like, now Josh Potter. I'm like, oh, oh, fuck. And then I went out there and I go, I can't believe how many people are here. You're fucking the Patriots are down the road, you know, or whatever, playing a wild card game and you're here. If this was in Buffalo, this would have been canceled. And I thought it was going to be canceled, but no 200 tickets. And I guess they just looked at the wild card. Like it was a bye week but that was the last game that Tom Brady ever played. So I feel like I exercised oh. the curse kind of by going there Headlining, doing a good show, and then Drive Tom Brady never played for the put- <laughs> Patriots ever again.
2: <laughs> Drove him hey, out of town. All right,
1: you got something from him. Yeah, they, they, <laughs> Tom screwed you a lot of years, that's for sure.
0: Oh my, my whole life. <laughs> you know what's so funny <laughs> is well, like when true. he's on the when he's on the Buccaneers though. These last couple of years, I was kind of like, "Go get him, old man!" Like I didn't care. He's down the NFC South might as well be he's playing football in Mars. You know what I mean? I don't care <laughs> about what happens in the NFC South.
2: Right. Right. Sure. How how bad would it have been to get to a Super Bowl with Buffalo, Tom Brady playing for the the Bucks?
0: Oh my God, that would have been poetic. I think I wouldn't have minded that. It's like, and the other thing that made the game that we lost against the Chiefs a little easier, not aside from the fact that I got a fun, you know, Patreon video out of it, was the fact because I did have so much fun on stage that night. It made the loss feel less bad, but also the fact that we destroyed them the week before, like played the perfect game, the maybe the most perfect game I ever played and it was against them that was my Super Bowl, you know to do yeah. that and yeah. to eliminate them. So because I'm so new to all this success, that is kind of like that was my Super Bowl now next year I can worry like let's go further. you know what I mean?
1: Sure. okay well I I'm, I'm on board. i have been a I'm not a big buffalo fan, but I was I always I rooted for them through their first super their four super Bowls back in the day. Oh okay. I, yep. I was, uh, I remember rooting for him and cause I like Kelly and Emmett I like, I, well, I like Thurman Thomas. I thought he or was Thurman Thomas. Yeah. I really, really enjoyed watching him play. So
0: I am, a, of the age where I don't really remember many of, I do remember specifically watching, you know, the super bowls, the Dallas ones. And I remember my grandma babysitting me while my parents were at a super bowl party during the uh, Washington football team won. The Redskins won. They were still the Redskins in the nineties, yeah. And uh, <laughs> I don't, but I don't remember wide right. I do, I like oh, I was I, I was how old? I don't know. Less than four. So okay.
2: Well, I, I don't you, have I,
0: any. I, I, Obviously, yeah. every time I see it, it rips my heart out of my body because I know how close we were to get. You know what I mean? So yeah, they should have had that game. I, I remember yeah. watching that game. That was the only one we should have had. Everyone else, every other Super Bowl, we got dismantled
1: so I, I i have to correct myself i did not root for them during the washington game because i'm i'm a washington fan so that was a one um, I did not root for them. so
0: i washington people are scattered everywhere aren't they yeah 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 there's like washington fans in north carolina and you're like yeah. oh, what about the panthers you know but hey
1: we're not as bad as the packers they're everywhere they have bars packers have bars all over the place i think every
0: team schools. has a bar everywhere Think so i i think so i think you can find because there's like three bills bars here in la okay. there's definitely a packers bar um i think there's a Bengals bar i don't know that you'll find i don't know that you have that in i think that's a unique thing for like new york la maybe chicago maybe parts yeah. of florida okay. but like if you go to a place where it there's like you can't go to buffalo there's no fucking. i mean i think there actually is a patriots bar for like the aaron's fan who has to live in buffalo they like <laughs> You just find these clubs, you know what I mean, yeah. and maybe they don't advertise that they're the bar of the team, <laughs> but there's like a Facebook group that meets up there every week for the games or something. Oh, sure, you know? yeah, okay,
2: yeah. We watched a, a Packer Bear game on Monday night at the Rusty Mullet in Hollywood. So the Rusty what? The Rusty Mullet.
0: I don't know where's that. I don't know right. much. Or, I, do you know what street it was on?
2: Fuck no. <laughs> uh, no, no, no.
0: I don't know if it was like right on Hollywood Boulevard or something. It it was I close. go to a. I go to a bar called the Ye Rustic Inn. It's a hole in the wall, and it's one of the few that I've found here. And then after the comedy store closes, there's a bar that's not quite across the street, but it's down a little bit down Sunset called the the, uh, Trocadero. And it's usually dead. But during the week of the Super Bowl, me and this girl went there, and I expected it to be kind of chill and dead, you know, like it always was. Some bangles group, like rented it out or something and we walked into this massive Bengals. but there were bangles jerseys on the wall
2: Whoa. there
0: were everyone there were people from cincinnati there you heard their kentucky accents two people from kentucky and uh it was wild and i told the girl i'm like this is a sign and i like hammered the Bengals money line at that point oh. <laughs> and I obviously i lost <laughs> so it wasn't a sign at all <laughs>
2: We had to grab onto something, didn't you? <laughs> maybe it was a yeah, thing. maybe it was a
0: sign in the other direction. I sure. were, the, yeah. were, the,
2: were the people really annoying? Maybe it was a sign in the other kind of
0: yeah. That should have been it. I should have gone like fuck that one guy. He was like, "Ah, you doing?" I love Cincinnati, but Kentucky's right there, and they think they're Cincinnati. <laughs> yeah. Okay.
1: Yep. So uh, big sports guy. That's great. I love talking sports. Oh yeah, no,
0: I mean I could talk about sports forever.
1: Okay,
2: I get- Somebody <laughs>
0: accused me the other day. They go, <clears throat> "I was talking to a guy that." People are like, you shouldn't hang out with that guy. Isn't he's bad news or whatever? And I go, I was just talking to him about sports. They go, Oh, I thought that's how he hooked you. And I go, No, that's that's how I talk to like people I don't have any (laughs) want to talk to. I can talk to everybody about sports. (laughs) My, you know,
2: it's universal.
0: It's well, you know, it's something. If you can, if you watch football, you can kind of go, Oh, yeah, I know you got that receiver. You got this person. You just kind of bullshit about this or that. But yeah, I could go on and on.
2: So I like thoughts? how you
0: guys are using boxes for your mics, just like I am. Yeah. I'm using a box too. You can't see it, but I have yeah. a giant liquid IV box here for my <laughs> microphone.
1: <laughs> well, we had them on the ground. We're like, we got to raise them up, and we just haven't done yeah. anything since. You know? Yeah, I know. I hear you. We're we're a fledgling business. We we don't have a well. This is our studio.
0: You know. <laughs> oh, I mean, it's better than mine already. You got pictures. You got a sign. I just have a Isis curtain and. uh <laughs> and a table you know <laughs> and people there was a guy on my comments the other day he goes you still haven't upgraded i go upgrade what like i if i get a sign it's going to change the show it's like I think that's the missing... that's the thing that's stopping me from hitting a million views you know <laughs> like what are you talking about <laughs> the funny. sign
2: i think he's missing the point of the show it's the roach motel right there's yeah a, exactly a motel
0: <laughs> and i'll tell you what it could just it's only going to get aesthetically worse i think other than you know <laughs> but as the show gets better so that's yeah. the goal Right. Well,
1: it's been going along great. It seems like it's growing and growing. Yeah, what, are you about? Yeah, a year? We'll
0: um. Well, it'll be a year in this studio coming oh. up in May, but it will be a year and a half essentially. Okay. Then it was six months prior in the your mom's house studio. So,
2: yep, yep. And you, so you record at the Honeydew Studios, right? Yeah. Yeah. Nice.
0: Yep. Nice. We share a, a studio. Well, I, I, I mean, it's his studio, and I put up a curtain, so. <laughs> You don't have Ryan's face behind me when I'm doing my podcast. So that's about it. Yeah, <laughs>
1: that's all right. It's enjoyable. I love watching it. Thank you. Yeah, and um, you get you get some gorgeous
2: ladies.
0: Oh yeah, well you know, uh, well yeah you know a few in the adult industry and uh, yeah. there's some comics that are yeah very, very attractive.
2: That that uh, what's her name? The, she kind of co-hosted with you. The um, is her name Megan? She's Molly. Writer. You talking about Molly? Molly? Yeah. Yeah. She uh yeah, yeah Molly
0: Stewart, she's fantastic.
2: Started following her and wow, yeah, she's uh she obviously puts a lot of effort into her body because she is in the best shape I've ever Oh my gosh.
0: I it is insane. Yeah how I mean I don't even I couldn't even imagine being looking in the mirror and going like that's I'm a specimen, you know, know what I mean? Like I, I can't turned, even
2: I turned myself on for fuck's sake. <laughs> yeah. So-
1: um, so how's that work with it? We are in the studio and all that, and then like a couple weeks ago, you we got called out the last minute to do open up for Bert, which is oh yeah 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 uh, fantastic. Oh that, well, that was a going? fun little
0: emergency situation. For I mean, it wasn't an, a real emergency. It was just they needed somebody kind of last minute, so he hit me up, and uh, I got on a plane like pretty immediately, and it was amazing. It was one of the best. I mean, there's certain gigs in this thing that make you feel like a astronaut on the moon, you know, only a select couple of astronauts got to walk on the moon. And I feel like I've gotten to do, I've gotten to be a part of some tours that are insane that like, not like 80 per 85% of comedians will never get a chance to even do what I did on there, let alone be what bird is. You know what I mean? That's like, yeah. Otherworldly. I mean, these guys now are doing things that like, I mean, Carlin barely did, you know what I mean? Like they're, Sure, selling more tickets than prior ever did on any of them you know what i mean then more people are doing it so it's it is crazy and like it it was the most active i've ever been on the road that's for sure usually i'm sleeping all the time or whatever (laughs) but it was also the most relaxing i mean they make sure that the travel is like so relaxed i mean like usually the travel is the thing that kills me sure Mm -hmm. like sitting on a plane across the country wrecks me i don't know why i usually just take drugs and sleep the whole time but then i wake up and i'm in a shape of a z you know i look like a swastika and i you know it's like uh it's rough it fucks with your body up and then <clears throat> with bert first class all the way so it's like i i told him when we landed i go i've never slept that good in a bed let alone a plane it was crazy
2: <laughs> oh yeah and not only. i mean you spent a lot of time opening for cigar as well
0: yeah, with, <clears throat> excuse me. I don't know why my voice is leaving my body. Um yeah, with Tom, it was I got to see him go from like kind of being like where I am right now okay. to like where he is right now. So yeah. it's, it's been an insane thing to witness, you know. I've known him for almost a decade now. It's crazy. But yeah, it's uh it's been definitely inspiring and all that. And same thing. I said that I compared it this way, though. I mean, while Tom does the he also respects and appreciates and accommodates the luxury of travel uh, to make it relaxing. Yeah, When you do it with him, it's more like secession. And when you do it with Bert, it's more like you and your friends got like a limo to prom. You know what I mean? Like that kind of feel to it. Okay. Yeah. It's like when you're with Tom, it's like you're the Lakers and you're going to like a game and you got like your headsets on and you're walking up and you're warm with Bert. It's like, we got a case of beer. We got subs you know what i mean we're all fuck, we're listening to music in the plane like on a huge speaker i'm like is this allowed by the faa can we allowed to do that
2: <laughs> yeah he is uh i mean he does enough stories from inside the bus you can see how the life that's going on in there it's it looks insane. you know what i prided
0: my prided myself on was i was the last person to go to sleep i don't know if it was just that jaunt was oh. like they were coming off one but like i was still going and then everyone's like well i'm going to bed and i'm like I guess I'll finish this beer and head off to bed too. You know what I mean. So I was proud of myself in that regard. But I am just drinking beer, whereas you know, I guess liquor probably fucks people up more.
1: Well, you just came off of the best sleep of for how long? That <laughs>
0: that's true too. That's what I I got there. I swear to God, I we we took a flight and Bert hooked. I don't I don't think Bert minds me talking tales out of school about what he. Does, but he gave, he gave, I mean, he gave us all first-class la- uh, red eyes, which is insane.
2: Oh, Jesus. Yeah.
0: So that, that was like, I slept so great on that. Then we landed in Nashville and I got onto the bus and just passed out again. Whereas everybody else didn't sleep on the plane and they slept only on the bus. So when we got there, I'm like, Oh, let's attack the day. you know. And then like <laughs> everyone else is like, I got to sleep. So they were all like napping for the rest of the time.
1: Okay. How many shows did you open for him?
0: We did six that weekend. Oh, wow. Which was crazy. Yeah. We were all over Alabama, North Carolina, Virginia, two places in Virginia. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. It was crazy. That's how it goes with those guys, though. I mean, sure. You are in and out of these places within hours i mean like even in europe when i went with tom to europe everyone's like oh what was paris like i'm like i have no i i was there for 18 hours <laughs> and it was the nicest hotel i've ever seen in my life yeah and it costs more than my rent does like nine times over and i'll and i was there for like three i cherished every moment i was in there for like three seconds there's a bottle of a complimentary bottle of red wine and i'm like i just have to drink this because it's here. I mean, I can't just leave, it. and I'm never that way about freebies or swag. I hate that shit. And in this case, I was like, this hotel room is insane. I was like, I need to use the toilet every time I, you <laughs> know, it was like a space toilet. It was crazy.
2: <laughs> you hear that? He doesn't want the freebies. Cross that shirt off. Cross <laughs> it. <laughs> they would take <hit> them, but
1: <laughs> um, that red wine's probably. Better wine than I've ever bought in my life, yeah. dude.
0: I have no. I wanted to. I wish I. I wish I. I think I took a picture of it just to like one day Google the price of it or something. I don't know anything about wine, but like, right? This place was the type of place where like you pull a book in a in a bookshelf and a door opens to like a cigar lounge. You know what I'm <laughs> saying? Like, it was next to like Macron's house. But as far as like, uh, you know, seeing the sights, I didn't get to do any of that. Sure. But I felt I, it's weird how much I fell in love with that city like for the small amount of time that i was in it you know yeah is that the only time you've been there to paris yeah i went to cherbourg with my cousins back back in 2008 i did a whole europe thing like kind of like i had lost my eye in like 2006 and then i dropped out of college in 2007 in the beginning of 2008 i went to this europe thing with my cousins and that's where i like had the epiphany where it's like oh when i get back i have to like really dedicate myself to comedy and i don't know what it was over there just the party i think it was all the weed probably that <laughs> i smoked but
1: Better you know over there it was uh,
0: well at the time i mean yeah, yeah in 2008 when i was living in buffalo and i was buying weed from a guy named gilly who was like <laughs> meeting me in a parking lot and like didn't even have a bag he would give it to me in like a dvd case he's like sorry it's just like loose weed in a dvd case i'm like of course the weed in amsterdam was better but you know now moving it's so weird because when i went to amsterdam with tom it was 2019 so i had lived in la for about two years and it doesn't the amsterdam weed is like garbage compared to weed in la by oh Oh my god dude it is fucking true it's like because it's all you know they're just doing the same old shit they've always been doing. Whereas here, we're like, let's make the weed like it's from Jupiter. You yeah. know what I mean? And they fucking make it all hydroponic out and sure. shit.
2: Gourmet weed. Yeah, sure. it's
0: all like some nerd is in there with like putting steroids in the weed. I mean, we it's it's, it's the most American thing you can you uh, can think of. You know what I mean? We're you know we're putting Hemi's in trucks. The weed is crazy. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like we like. Know? high power shit. So over there, they're like fine with their dirt that they've had the whole time. They're like, this is White Widow. I'm like, so? You know, I mean, (laughs) that's like the baby shit that we get over in America now.
1: (laughs) So uh, that was uh, 2008, you said. So what year did you start?
0: I started comedy in 2007. Okay. But I did it so infrequently because I didn't understand. Plus in Buffalo, there's not really a vibe. At the time, there was no club and there wasn't really a vibrant uh, thing going on but the guy that i do my patreon with matt bergman he's a stand up comic he had been doing comedy like since 2001 or something like that 2002 and uh he you know he was coming into my radio show that i was working on quite a bit as a local comic and then you know we started hanging out i think we went to a silver sun pickups concert together and he was like why don't you do stand up and i was like i always wanted to but i don't understand like I don't I didn't understand the process despite you know I was I don't know how I didn't get it maybe I had because there was no podcast then either like where people are talking about this shit all the time so you didn't hear like how it works you know what I mean like how you get started so he showed me like a couple open mics I went to it like three times and then he booked me on a show at a rock club that was like packed like 300 people everybody killed I ate it so hard like (laughs) Just bombed, just had no idea what I was doing. No, not even like a I, I it was it was brutal. I heard like a guy who ended up becoming one of my best friends, a comic, he was in the back of a crowded room, and I heard him just go, Ugh, this guy.
2: Oh Jesus.
0: <laughs> and he's like one of my best friends now. His name's Matt Wayne, he's hilarious. <laughs> and uh, but it was that I I and I knew it too. And I walked off and I walked into an alley and I puked my guts out, and I just went home. And I just puked forever. I was like in fucking Team America. I was just like, ah, like out, like the for, and I was like crying. I was like that. It just hurt so bad, and I did not get on stage again until I got back from that Europe trip. Oh,
2: so shit. I, wow. I
0: consider my time I started was two thousand eight, really, because sure. that's when I started doing it as often as I could.
1: But you, I mean, they all everybody bombs
0: right away. Oh yeah, no, I know, but I. It was not only the fact that I bombed; it was the fact that I just had such a shitty. And this is why I, I'm so bad when it comes to like making decisions. Because I, th- if I go into something where I'm like, I think I got this, you know, I think I can, I think I figure this out. I always misstep. You know what I mean? Like I'm, if I go into it too confidently, I feel like I fuck it up every single time and that's how i kind of went into this i was like i did it twice i was like ah these are open mics there's six people here like yeah i think this is funny this will crush me. you know and then i got in front of a real crowd
2: and i was like oh
0: i know i suck <laughs>
2: like, <laughs> well i mean at least if you i mean you know you you figure it out yourself right then so.
0: it was something about that europe trip that made me just go like you embrace the sucking just go it's like you're not gonna be good at this for a long time and that's what I like I didn't hear that enough going, and I forget who even like I talked to or something like that, but so I was just like, I have to enjoy doing this more than I have to enjoy succeeding at it. And that's what I realized I did at the time. I was like, when I was over there, I was like living life and all this horse shit, you know what yeah. I mean? <laughs> doing drugs. and I was yeah. like I was like, when I get back, I was like, "What do I love?" And I was like, "I love doing this. I love the idea of doing this. I was like, I have to just love doing it at every level of the way. And if it never comes to fruition, I still have to like love the process of it. And that's what I realized over there. And when I came back, I did it as often as I could. And it's and and then I wasn't obsessed with like getting the next thing or like, oh, what's this person doing? Because it just didn't matter. I mean, it was about me
2: getting better. That was all I gave a fuck about. And uh so did you ever have an experience like I mean did you ever bomb again and have an experience? Oh yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. But the bombs (laughs) then were like
2: he didn't care. You can
0: see him kind of come in, and like you can move out. Like, there were a little water off the back, but nothing was like that in terms of just the way I felt afterwards because it was so blindsided. It was like to me, it was like so, I was so blindsided by that. Yeah. yeah. And then, you know, now I, I, I mean, not even now, but like in the subsequent years after that, I realized how or why I was bombing and because i do a lot of game tape stuff like i can't really i don't watch i don't film myself but i like i tape audio sets for everything and so i and and because of radio where you have to like after every show have your fucking boss listen to you talk for two minutes and tear apart every word you say i got used to like doing that on myself basically so i could you know economize things and i figured things out a little bit like why did this work on this show and not this show it's because i said it like this or whatever you know what i mean that kind of stuff so i developed a process and then the bombings were useful as opposed (laughs) to right right fucking brutal and heartbreaking
2: (laughs) does that does anybody go into comedy really getting that there's kind of that science to it i don't know i mean literally
0: everybody is a different odyssey and a process and everything it's fun to actually talk about with people about it like you know you hear different like annie i talked with annie about it and she's like so like uh in awe that i have like an order to my jokes yeah and okay. then because she can do and i'm in awe that she can just do them in any order she wants like she just goes up she has no plan she just goes up there and does her jokes in whatever it falls or however it falls which i find insane so i mean she's, that's like
2: she's kind of doing an improv comedies i mean, no she, she has her jokes but it's right, just yeah. the order
0: the yeah. order of them is different literally every time sure so sure.
2: yeah that's crazy wow. yeah
0: and it's like i mean maybe it's not so different but it's like you notice the like this one went before this one this one went after this one this it's like f- that's fucking nuts to me whereas i'm a little more regimented in that and i wish i wasn't but i can move like chunks around i guess you know what, sure. what i mean like
2: I, I, not to get so fucking in the weeds here but no, that's I. I like talking about that kind of stuff. So I mean, that's cool. It's cool to kind of hear like the, how it works. So yeah, I'm no clue. But you need someone to kind of show you their ropes, is what I.
0: Yeah, no, it's not even that. that. It's like, honest to God, like the understanding that this isn't a fucking race, and there really is no finish line to it. Like I'm going to do this successfully or not until I die. Do you know what right. I mean? Like, and so you say that to yourself right out of the gate. You're like. And then each little achievement, you're like, well, at least I'm here.
2: Yeah. And then
0: you're like, at least now I'm here. And like, there was a time when I was doing like fire halls, like in Pennsylvania where I'm like, I can pay my rent this way. You know what <laughs> I mean? Like,
1: okay.
0: And I, obviously I want to get to the next level, but at least I know like if I never ascend to anything more than this, I did this, you know what I mean? And it's like, right. I don't want to be doing anything else. So I consider it a victory.
2: So how Absolutely. did Oh, go ahead. go ahead. No, yeah. how did you, uh, how did you first hook up with, with Segura? Because, you, I mean, you you said you've known him for about a decade. You opened him or, or toured with him for quite a while, didn't you?
0: Yeah, it was um, <laughs> the club in Buffalo when it first opened. And, like, it opened, like, the week before Christmas in 2012. So it was open for, like, three weeks in 2012. So technically it opened in, like, 2013. Okay. And they had a contest all the heliums have a contest, whatever city it's in Philly's funniest indies, funniest buff. So this was the first Buffalo's funniest, you know? Okay. And I fucking hate contests. I vowed to never do them. I thought I was like, this is such an arbitrary horseshit way to measure somebody if they're good at this or not. But the club was like, if you want to work here, you have to do the contest. Oh
2: shit. Uh,
0: so they basically made me do the contest yeah. <laughs> and i won the first one thank god because then i never had to do it again but it was in that moment they were already kind of kicking the tires on me to middle me i was host up till then i was like hosting all the time which i loved i still like look back and like man hosting was just so like so many comics are shitty at being hosts on the road yeah like whether it be on stage doesn't even matter if they're shitty on stage but like in the green room and stuff like that oh, like okay. just being like overstepping and so i i always prided myself on being like i am the best host in the country that's what i really thought like at one point just not even funniest just the best one at yeah, the yeah. bullshit part like i know all i know that i go up there with like you see comics go up there and be like uh come in next week and they're reading off of you can't remember three dates on a <laughs> in your like three headliners <laughs> on a paper like so the clubs loved whatever so finally i won that contest and they bumped me up to middle like they're like you're not hosting anymore you're middling or whatever and the first weekend they gave me was with tom oh okay and the guy that matched me up with him is one of my best friends now he used to run the club and then he ended up running st louis and a bunch of other things and then he's out kind of out of the business now but he uh he goes i think he goes he he loved your mom's house at the time i had never even heard of it i mean this is 2013 you know yeah he goes i think you guys would like match really well i'm like i don't even know who this guy is but sure and then i like looked him up i'm like oh this guy's been on fucking this that the other thing he had comedy central i think a couple of different little things here and there late night sets and stuff and I go, okay cool whatever yeah i'm excited first weekend and i've had weekends where like i work with guys and we become best friends you know what i mean i we're, wake up in the morning we're hey you want to go get breakfast that kind you know what i mean like yeah. and i've also had weekends where you don't talk to the guy at all like jim norton i've worked with that, that guy like seven times i don't think he'd be able to point me out in a lineup you know what i mean but you know with tom it was kind of somewhere in the middle it wasn't like anything ridiculously special and it wasn't all it was friendly obviously it was very friendly yeah we went out to a bar i think the one night uh and then um like a couple of weeks went by after that weekend i didn't think anything of it ever again and he like dm'd me he's like do you want to come to orlando and i'd never really flown on a plane to do a gig and i knew i couldn't drive to orlando (laughs) Ooh. Like, you know, that's level. <laughs> so uh, this is my first time flying to a place to do comedy, and so I, I had borrowed three hundred dollars from my mom to buy the plane ticket because at the time, Tom was still like, you know, like yeah. I said, he's like where I am. So like, when you middle, you you pay for your own travel. That's the okay. that's the shit. Like the in maybe in nineteen eighty five or whatever, or nineteen ninety five, even the money that a middle made would have been substantial, but they have never raised the the prices of those. <laughs> So, like, a, if you're middling a weekend, you're making $100 a show. Like, that's it. Oh, sure. And uh, so, the earlier you get a plane ticket or the cheaper you can travel, because that's all on you, the more you net. You know For what sure. I mean? So, I remember I borrowed the $300 from my mom. I didn't even care about making very much money at the time. It was just getting the gigs and getting booked again and getting enough of them where it amounted to something, you know? yeah and i'm glad i did because i did that gig with him we had fun and then you know there was another one and another one and it kept going a little bit here and there nothing crazy and then eventually he got to the point i think his netflix special came out the first one
2: sure
0: and he was like you don't have to pay for your travel anymore and i was like whoa and i told all my friends i'm like that's unheard of wow opening on the road now it's becoming a little more heard of but like you know, unless they're doing like theaters or they're like hitting all their bonuses or whatever, they're not. And they have to really like you to pay for your travel. Cause it's really not part of the game. Right. So that was huge. And then all of a sudden, you know, now he's selling out every show. Uh, years go by. Now he's doing theaters. It's fucking, you know, and then, I mean, I lived in Buffalo till 2017 and then he was doing, the no teeth, no entry tour. And he was like, I'll give you the whole thing if you move to LA. Cause it would be cheaper for him to fly me places. Yeah. <laughs> like along with him. That way the travel was easier, whatever. And I was yeah. like, th- I I quit radio and I just was like, fuck yeah, let's go. Because if I would have said no to that, it would have been saying no to doing comedy for the rest of my life. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I would have I'd still be in the VFWs and fucking Ohio and shit.
1: So yeah. up to that point, you were doing radio in Buffalo. So what uh, what do you
0: mean by radio? Oh, I was, doing, was- doing radio since I was, like, 15. And, what and part I did it up until I was 31. No, I was, I was like, the third. I was kind of like I was on your mom's house for a second year. I <laughs> was, like, just the third guy. They chimed in every now and then. And I would, like, come up with bits for the show.
2: And The guy who puts on the tit-tos.
0: Yeah. No, I was that guy for when I was a teenager. I was definitely that guy. I was a stunt boy for years. And then I started doing more, like, I go, you know what? I want to do some more in-office stuff. You know, like, uh, I can write, too, you know? So I started writing things and um you know just kind of like coming up with content we have to fill four hours a day or whatever so i mean that was looking back insane that they'd even still do that to this day but those yeah. guys still are on the air and everything but uh so like a yeah i did that show? yeah yeah it was a morning show on uh, 103.3 okay. the edge called shred and reagan i love those guys to death they were like I don't know what they fucking how or what they saw in me like at 15 years old, but they hired me out of in high school while I was in high school. And I worked every I got my guidance counselor to put all my classes to the end of the day so I could go in the morning and do do the show. And I had I was making like no money. I was making like minimum wage. But in high school, I was like, I had no overhead. I was like, this shit's the (laughs) best. I haven't. This is my job getting paid to do this. This is crazy.
1: You walk around saying I'm on the radio. Yeah, that too.
0: Oh, my God, dude, it was the best. I was getting into bars. I was getting, you know. (laughs) It was awesome for sure, I'm and sure that, uh,
2: that, play, that plays with the ladies in high school too. I would imagine.
0: Well, you would be surprised. It did not actually. Oh, I mean, oh. like nobody. It's a. It's the. It's the age difference thing. Like, oh yeah, so I, I didn't get laid till I started doing comedy because okay. that's like live and whatever. There, but I also like with the radio. There was a lot of, and this is the kind of the same with podcasts. There's some psychopaths that are just like they're like he's talking to me like that kind of thing. You like you get a lot more of that than you get like. At a show, you can meet somebody and kind of get a vibe for if they're insane or not. You know what I mean, but (laughs) yeah. (laughs) So it's a little easier to come by.
1: Plenty of them through the years.
0: What's that? Insane Insane
1: ones? Insane ones in the yeah. Oh, there's
0: a mixed bag, of course, of everything. You know, sane, insane, whatever. But
1: any crazy road stories? Of
0: Uh, I mean, no. I mean, they're fun. Every I'm appreciative of every one of them. It's like I think the I mean, there's one that's just been like. There was one, I'm not going to say what city, but I, uh, <laughs> That's okay. Milwaukee, I'll say, I'll say two, There, there is one that I'll put on blast, but like I, uh, this girl, like I felt this girl was so hot and like, it, it was unexpected. I did not see this coming. Like she had me like sign her breast or whatever, which that happens. It shows that doesn't mean they want to fuck you or whatever. Yeah. So I end up going, I'm like, well, I'm going to this bar. And I went down to this bar with the opener down the street and a couple of the people from the crowd came followed along or whatever and she was one of them and like i thought she was there with a guy the whole time so i'm just talking to like both of them i'm talking to another group of people and like i don't know by the end of the night i'm i'm pretty drunk you know i'm i shotgun probably three beers on stage i fucking drank afterwards i drank at this bar and this girl starts like making out with me which is crazy i'm like oh my god then she's like let's go to your hotel and i was just so I was like borderline blackout. Like if she wasn't so hot, I probably wouldn't remember even the flashes that I have. <laughs> and and I just, there's no way that was fun for her. Do you know what I mean? Like I was in, I was a nothing, I was a blob. I'm, I think I just went down on her for like three hours. And like, it, and yeah. And I I even like, I, I think I talked to that girl since and I was just like, I think I need another shot. You know what I mean? Like another
2: yeah right i didn't too.
0: expect that to happen so i was just like you know i mean i don't know and you know getting older blows
2: <laughs> so, so the, that
0: sucked but the one that i'll put on blast in omaha I went like this girl's talking to me i have nudes of this girl like and everyone's like oh you got catfish no i have like detailed video. like this girl just what happened was i and i kind of sniffed it out beforehand but you know you don't know anything about this this kind of stuff so like turns out she had a boyfriend and like right when push came to shove and i got there she was like i'll see you in a few hours she must have got caught or something and i went on stage i was like i hope that she's you know not getting slapped around right now but at the same time boy am i pissed you know (laughs) i was like (laughs) she was so hot but yeah no i was like no that definitely didn't get catfish i got extraordinarily ghosted though you know what i mean yeah. like no explanation i wish she would have just been like my boyfriend called me by and then just like disappeared but i did ask her at one point did she because i kind of like i said i was like i think this girl has a boyfriend i just wanted to make sure i'm not trying to like fuck up anybody's life you know yeah. so or fuck around with some dude's chick so i asked her do you have a boyfriend oh ah, no i'm not it was like an old thing i'm like okay and so push must have come to shove and i got that gig just to go fuck that girl and i was like so pissed but the gig turned out to be a lot of fun that club's great so
2: (laughs) that's funny but yeah i'll get a gig to travel right that'll work so the uh the comedy groupie scene is is pretty good then huh
0: i mean it's it's like anything else dude my dad was a manager of an old country buffet and he used to get pussy i mean if you do something with all your vim and vigor and your heart's fully in it yeah, people find confidence in that or whatever, and then they want to fuck you, you know?
2: Yeah, absolutely. All right. Well, and that's, that's why
0: these incels well. need to figure out, you know, that's what they got to figure out. They're all like, fuck women. It's like, you could get laid from whatever it is that you enjoy doing. If it's fucking Fortnite or whatever, you can get laid from that probably, you know?
2: Yeah, if you're passionate about it and you're confident enough about it. Yeah. That's the thing.
0: And if you start making some money on it too, that helps. Oh, yeah, always,
2: yeah that, that, like that, always, that has always helped. <laughs> <laughs> my always. dad
0: got a Golden Corral shut down as his competition, and he got a Mustang for it. And then, oh, my God, they were throwing pussy at him.
2: That's a that's gangster move wow, right that, there, getting a Golden Corral shut down. Like ran. a different one? Like his competition?
0: Yeah, he was Old Country Buffet, and there was a Golden Corral oh, yeah. down on the same strip, and he... Uh, <laughs> got him shut down I don't know what he did or how he did I mean the efficiency too is like a big part of it my dad was good at inventory yeah <laughs> and then he got all kinds of pussy from it which I think is remarkable that's you
1: fantastic know? it yeah. is I need to change yeah. my career
0: he was married to my mom at the time but it's still you know <laughs> oh. it was impressive still you know <laughs> can't begrudge the man I mean <laughs> shit
2: it's not often you're getting the pussy thrown your way every I, I think it's like impressive at Golden Corral that's all <laughs>
0: Yeah, what are you gonna do turn that shit down he's like i gotta get all this ocb pussy <laughs> uh,
1: Oh <shit>. okay <laughs> good for good for him i guess good oh for yeah him. um big ups so, are you so being i was gonna say so being a, a bachelor on the road
0: yeah a bachelor that's a funny word to describe lonely <laughs> <laughs>
1: Well, I I, uh, I would imagine it's it's can't be easy on the road <laughs> like that. But
0: I'll tell you this: the road is. That's what makes me appreciate the times with like Bert even more, than like with Tom, like me, only had one time with Bert, but like with Annie especially, and with Tom, like I have no ego about going and opening because it's fun to go with people, yeah. and until I can afford to bring people. And I tell that to Bergman all the time. I brought Bergman to gigs, but me and Bergman, you know, we fight like husband and wife. I mean, it is like we like bicker because we have just different. And that's what makes us great friends. But also like at the end of the day, we both know we're we got each other's backs, but it also makes for good podcasting. But at the same time, I'm like, I can't spend a fucking month with you straight. You know, I can't do it. I'd kill you. I'd fucking murder you.
2: (laughs) Oh, isn't that the truth? Um, (laughs) Why is he looking at me? I
0: don't (laughs) know. I don't get it. Like with, I don't know, with Tom and and when I went with Bert, it was with Bert. It was like camping or it was like summer school or something like, uh, you know what I mean? Like you go with all these guys. He's got this whole crew and you make friends like his cousin, Andrew. And I, I've met him three or four times before, but we never really hung out. And now I'm like texting him all the time. He's like yeah. recommending books and sh- like you make friends and it's like, then you go back and it's like, now I'm having, I had like the melancholy for a little while of like, you know, when you go home from a fucking camp or whatever and yeah. you miss those people, you know what I mean? Cause they're still out there rolling around and I'm like, man, I wish I was there every time I look now, but uh, you know, hopefully we get back out there. I think bird said, you know, we'll get you back out soon. So that'll be fun.
2: Yeah, that will be great. It looked like you and you and Scuba Steve were having a a good old time.
0: Oh, that kid's the best. I love that guy. Yeah, we had a great. I mean, it's just like, because we're both kind of in the same role. The rest of the guys, you know, they have to do like birds, this or that, you know, they're photographing or whatever they fucking do, videoing and shit. Me and Steve just have to do our sets. So yeah, we were just, we were getting high and fucking drinking up a storm and perfect. (laughs) It was a blast. It was such a blast. And that's fun, too, when you have, like, a guy, me and him, like, usually with Tom, it's just me and Tom, so, like, Tom's over getting in ready to do an hour or 90 minutes, whatever the hell, and in this case, I'm, like, doing 20, it's, like, cherry, and yeah. so now I got another guy who's also doing that amount, and we're just, like, yeah, this is fucking, let's just go, we're just, like, we know we can do We can do this shit easy, so 20 minutes it makes it, sleep. it makes it kind of, you have another buddy, You just another, because, like, then when Bert's on stage, you can hang out with Steve and,
2: yeah.
0: you know, you don't you're not just sitting in a fucking opulent green room all alone like staring at the ceiling <laughs> listening to listening to tom talk or whoever you know whoever it is which i love doing i mean i always there was a couple times where i got to actually like suggest things and i don't remember if he i think he bought me a phone one time because i told him a tag or something but you know when you're doing that you get to hear their act all the time so then you get to go hey what if you because then they ask you stuff or whatever and then you go well what if you try to like this or whatever and Oh, and so they kind he, of go, oh, okay,
2: yeah. yeah. Okay, I said, like, about their their bits or whatever. Because like- there was, a,
0: there was like, this thing, and I don't even know. I have to, I'd have to go back and watch his special to see if he used it. But there was a thing that he had said. That I heard him, like, working on these jokes. And he had said something that put a worm into my head. And I was, like, I I even go, I didn't come up with that. I'm trying to Google all over where I must have heard it. And it was in him, like, workshopping them. And it was just the statement of like, what kind of slave owner would you be? <laughs>
2: yep. Yeah, yeah. So he had a whole
0: joke about that. Yeah. And I got that worm in my brain thinking I'm, I, I just had that. I go, and I wrote a completely different joke. And I heard him like, and I had gotten back on the road with him after a few months. And I heard him do the joke. And I go, that's fucking where I heard it. <laughs> <laughs> And so I told him flat. Out, like when he came off stage, I go, "Hey, dude. Not. I mean, like, it's so weird. I I had this like little earworm in my brain about that that setup that you have, that like opening line of that joke. And I go, I wrote it this way, and I did it like in a different direction or whatever. And I think he like took a piece of it and like added it to the end. Yeah. And it okay. was like, I think it was something about like I would treat him like cars or something like that. I would be like, Jerry has a fucking sweeter car than i ever or something like i don't know and, he, and then he like related it to that i don't remember but he was like i just gave it to and then he bought me a phone so i i consider you know i consider it a job well done <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the there
2: the, you go. The, uh, <laughs> the question i have about tom paying for stuff who actually paid for the cleaning lady
0: <laughs> oh no he did yeah <laughs> 100% <laughs> the fact that people didn't know that that was like a bit is right, insane right,
2: right. <laughs> right, no, we i mean i don't
0: even that. know if he did i it's like the like, it was content so like the right. video paid for the cleaning lady. Right. <laughs> okay. you know?
2: It was a business
1: expense. Yeah, exactly. Was, <laughs> we're watching. It, I'm like, that's pretty funny. <laughs> At the end, you know.
0: Yeah, um, we needed like, some side so guy. We need some. I said that. I'm like, we need some kind of joke here. <laughs> you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah. I'm already. I'm like fucking hating this. We need something to like make <laughs> it kind of funny or whatever.
1: <laughs> it was. It was funny. Um. So how's uh, how's your house been since the cleaning lady left?
0: Ah, uh, you know it fluctuates. It's never been like that ever again. I'll say that.
1: <laughs> yeah, never as clean as with her.
0: No, 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 never. I her. mean, never as dirty as with oh. as it was before. She. I mean, that was COVID. You saw me in like. I mean, <laughs> the I had a tour. I still get depressed about this tour getting canceled. But like, a tour. Uh, I was supposed to tape my fucking hour, mm. all this shit, and just all got evaporated into thin air, and like literally days before COVID. I was in Vegas with Tom and like Rogan was watching me and then talked about me like three times on his podcast. I had no tickets to sell at that point. And I'm like, of course this happens when I live in a black hole and I just drank beer and I threw them on the ground and I didn't clean anything. And I lived in a hole and I never went outside other than to like get Chipotle delivered to me (laughs) from Uber Eats. And like, it was just dark and it was like that for, I don't know, fucking when did COVID start? March. Cause like my apartment wasn't like my room, I should say, cause my apartment's fine, but my room was never like clean, clean, but yeah, it wasn't right. like, so like, then you have, you come home off the road after being on the, I was on the road from like October till COVID started pretty heavily with the exception of like one month where I was, I probably had COVID. I was super sick. <laughs> and so my apartment was like a bit of a mess. And then when COVID locked us in, I just went. Fucking just into a coma, basically, and I don't even know how it happened that way. And it just became July all of a sudden, or whatever it was, June, July, and I'm like, Jesus, you know yeah, what I mean?
2: Right. Yeah, a lot of people yeah. lost a lot. Of- yeah.
0: And, and only- so I mean, like, hey, you know, I mean, I lost my mind. I didn't, you know, I'm lucky. I don't know anybody who died or whatever from a, and all that shit. But like, you know, I went, like, I just went, I just got dark. That's all. it just got low. I mean, like, I don't have, like, I think if I lived at home. I don't know. I go two ways on it. If I lived at home, I would have been the end of my life because I would have been fired from my radio job. There's no way I would be continuing that because they cut back. I don't even know if they've all gone back to work yet. Okay. So I would have lost that job hands down. And there was no comedy happening in Buffalo. That club was closed until so there's like even less than what's going on here. And like yeah. where I whereas I was in a position where I could also go to other places uh, throughout the pandemic like once in a while but uh, you know like I said I am and then I look at it and I go I'm so thankful of like I came out of it this way and I went into it the way I went into it because if I was still in Buffalo I would have been destitute you know what I mean so I always said I'm like Tom saved my life basically because of yeah. COVID. like by the time COVID rolled around I had like established enough of a career, but at the same time I was out here and I don't know, I still don't know very many people. And my whole family was back there and all my friends and like, and so I was on zooms. And so it felt very, it felt like I was in space. You know what I mean? It felt like I was like detached. That's why I was doing a lot of Twitch and shit just to like connect with something, you know, because I I still hadn't started the podcast yet. So I was like spinning my wheels a lot. So I just did Twitch and then like, talk to people on like FaceTime, I guess. But like, again, I was in like this black hole because we couldn't even go to the studio and shit. You know, it was yeah. like it was weird. So.
1: So how did that how did the podcast emerge from from that period?
0: Well, I mean, we was always in the agenda to, to like start it. OK. But so like it just it actually probably would have started sooner if it weren't for covid but then you know by the time october rolled around it was like well we we're just testing and like i don't know it didn't matter anymore about the fucking bullshit so it was like we, right. we can start it you know so and it was idea was it did you approach him to start a podcast or no i i don't think uh i mean i think it was always like in his brain as the natural progression of things okay you know like that's what he said when he kind of brought me into it he's like I don't know cuz I always did radio or whatever. So it was kind of just like come up with a show and I don't know it was and I don't even know that I ever did. I just <laughs> kind of wanted to just keep the show be like my whole goal for it was to just it to be nuts and bolts like the barest thing I could do yeah. so that nobody's ever disappointed when it's less like cuz it can't get less than this it's just me (laughs) in a mic like i was like i don't even want switching just like one i'll just stare into one fucking camera and i'm reading off these fucking papers and that's the show and then if there's other things if there's a person here with me bonus you know what i mean (laughs) they're like if something cool happens oh yeah sick but like the show is this so it's like i wanted to get people used to that as much as possible and it was easier with like you know i mean obviously any it, it lended himself in a way that like, feel you know it was I knew it was like magic right away and you don't you can't you're just I'm not gonna I'm not gonna find that with like another person immediately it's just yeah. you know that was just like magic in a bottle and uh, you know that was amazing and I miss him a lot but you know Kirsten's great and everybody who's worked on the show is fantastic that just was lightning in a bottle but yeah, yeah. I have to like I have had to since then be like this is the show you yeah. know so
2: no awesome. matter who else is there it's a great podcast everybody should go watch it
0: well thank you thank you and i forget what you asked me oh why it started or whatever yeah i think it was just like tom it was the natural progression like he wanted more shows on his on his uh channel for youtube and he wanted one to come every day of the week i think and then
1: oh sure was, yeah right so and you well you had the experience of the radio so you're natural Yeah, they brought me in just to
0: mix audio at first and to do bits. Like he had me on, he was like coming up with segments for me. Like the first one he said, talk about porn, talk about serial killers, talk about, and so I would come in with like some things, you know, and then I was starting to come up with my own or whatever. And, uh, you know, that was the best. I mean, I really excel at doing, that's what I always did. You know what I mean? I would come into the guys I worked for, Trent Reagan, I would come in and go, I got this bit. I got this thing or whatever and I would pick and choose my moments And then the rest Of the time not on me And then and then finally it's Like now you get your own show
1: oh, it is on And you. I
0: was like I need oh well, dude it's all yeah That's weird and so I'm still I mean it's only been in my Fucking What how old am I now 36 years old In my almost 20 years of Broadcasting it's the first year And a half I've had to do it pretty much on my own you know what i mean like in terms of like i'm generating the content i mean i have the help of people who write in that's i love when people send me stuff that's the whole thing but like if they don't that week or whatever if there's duds or whatever i have to go find it you know and just generating that i used it was so much easier being a part of a machine obviously where you get to like come up with a couple of gems here and there and you're like i'm killing it (laughs) but now when you have like your own shit you gotta like i gotta fill this whole fucking time i myself so it's that's what's saying i think i think the guests that i have that are wonderful and you know i'm just not trying to like get it to the point where like because you know one day you might not have a guest or whatever and then you're fucked you know there's podcasts that and i never want to miss a week i want it to be consistent so
2: yeah yeah absolutely well i uh i I forwarded along a a pretty good story for your for your podcast about the, (laughs) the green bay meth woman who choked her her lover to death and then just dude that's her. coming
0: up on the ukraine episode tomorrow
2: awesome awesome is that okay. i think
0: I, I i I, hope i give you a shout out i can't oh, remember that. Right. but yeah no that's um
1: <laughs> that's crazy
0: that's tomorrow's yeah. episode I, I i remember it vividly i think that's one of the the one of the promos will reference that maybe but <laughs> it was weird i had it's gonna be weird i mean like i'm gonna do some goofy ass shit and then i'm gonna have two people who live in ukraine on
2: the yeah show. I, I saw, saw that. a little clip. Yeah, that's I mean that's pretty One, cool. yeah, that guy.
0: I mean they both listened to the show, so that's why I wanted to have them on. And I mean maybe there are more, but these are the two that like yeah, have right. like contacted me or whatever, like thanks from Ukraine. I'm listening to the show while I'm sitting in a fucking oh, basement. You know what I'm saying? So like that kind of show I'm like, I gotta have right these people. On. So like uh Zavala, he was hilarious. Like and to have such a to make such a funny joke. By the way, in like those circumstances, that promo I don't think does does justice to the context of the discussion. But I mean, like, I hope it makes people go watch it. But like, I don't want it to. Like, I was like, man, is this going to like cheapen the things that are going on there? But like, I think having a little bit of you know sh- them showing lightheartedness is like yeah. part of right, yeah, whatever. Anyway, but yeah, so that'll be when we'll see how people react. We don't know <laughs> tomorrow. You never
1: know you comes out right.
0: Yeah, never, ever, ever. <laughs>
1: So I was just thinking, um, obviously, from your radio days to t- being on Tom Show, that it, um, what you could say is completely different. You were probably limited a lot more on the radio show.
0: Yeah, but like uh, you know, the thing that limited things more. I mean, I don't know. I mean, I guess here I left the radio in 2017, but like up until about 20, I mean, I'm not going to lie to you, folks. Mm-hmm. I've never, I've never once in a broadcast or any public sense. Said the n word, yeah, but I was dropping the uh pejorative f word, yeah, on the radio in the like early 2000s, like as a character, but still, like the fact that I did, you know what I mean? Like, it would wow. be like this I'd play like a douchebag or something in a thing, or like in a bit where I'd call in as like a I don't even remember like specifics, but like some dildo I'd call in just like they'd make fun of them or whatever, you know, it's like a fake celebrity or whatever yeah, uh-huh. i'd use that i use that word because that was just like i was i didn't know any better yeah and um it wasn't even an issue like nobody in buffalo i guess too but nobody ever complained about it. like it's a, not enough it's not even an fcc violation so like times were different obviously a little bit but um it was fun to kind of dance around the curse words you know yeah. uh-huh. but whereas like on your mom's house obviously i could say whatever i want the thing that I equated to or where I look at the difference of it and the thing that makes it that made it so special for me was like I went from doing a local radio show that I always I had the aspirations of being nationally syndicated but those guys on the show they were perfectly successful in a top 50 market making great money they're not trying to get to that point and so I realized that, at, you know, I don't know, maybe eight years into my life but or into my career. Like I start, I, I'm like, Hey guys, we should go out. And then they're like, no, we're good. We have kids, you know, like, I, you know, I'm fucking 22 and shit. And I'm like, why don't we get this Denver gig? Like it's bigger market. Like they're like, what are you talking about? Like, so um, then doing, but leaving that and going to do Tom's or being on Tom's podcast and Christina's podcast, it was like I was on a nationally syndicated show all of a sudden. Do you know what I mean? And I was like, see, I can do this Mm -hmm. and shine. And now it feels like I have like a small, like maybe like an AM radio version of that. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like I'm George Norrie at night, like 12, which is awesome. Like I'm living my dream in terms of that, but I, I have to figure out how to like do it. I wish I could do it more immediately and that's something that I I wish I could turn it around quicker and do it more immediately and you know I wish it was like it could be live sometimes and then I just it stays up or whatever you know people can watch at their leisure but I don't know it's I have to figure all that out but it's it's I miss radio for that reason pretty
2: much the live live without a net it's just happening
0: Mm -hmm. well you know it's like that and the passive audience, like the people who would call in
2: yeah. out of nowhere, you
0: know what I mean? Like they wouldn't even know what they're listening to. They would just be, nor, nor, nor. they'd scrolling around the dial and they're like, what the fuck did I just hear? And he, they call in or whatever, whether that be good <laughs> or bad. It was so fun. Like this is like people have to deliberately want to listen to your podcast. And that's something I have to learn how to work well, within you, as well.
2: I mean, with, sure. with a, like an Instagram following that you have or a social media following that you have, couldn't you like. I mean, if you wanted that live aspect, like if you're recording every Tuesday at noon, like you could put something out there and say, hey, I'm going to be recording for the next two hours calling live or whatever.
0: Yeah, I just wish it was the, I don't know, it's it's just different these days i mean it's and we try to do it with like you know having the voicemails for drew and stuff like that we try to do live calls i think at one point and it just is it's just different people list people consume these things different than they it's still deliberate callers there's nobody who's stumbling upon this and calling in and going like what on earth am i listening you know what i mean like (laughs) yeah it's just something it's just uh that kind of thing will never happen again and i'm fine with that i just have to learn how to be now in this sense yeah and yeah. i'm figuring that out i'm still new i'm still like just as new as anybody at figuring that part of it out you know yeah.
2: how, how is how is your uh, stand-up crowd changed with the with the podcast
0: oh i mean people are coming to the shows i mean i never i never headlined in my life until
2: oh okay. podcasts
0: like i i mean i was a middle and i would headline local or you know, yeah. just some fucking gig that's in a hotel or something there where it's like an established, like the audience is like coming out for the comedy night. It doesn't matter who the fuck the, but now people are coming to see me. So yeah. that's the, all the difference in the world. And that's like, you just hope that you can keep that going. You know what I mean? Cause that's like the best, that's the, the whole thing. It's the golden ticket. You know what I mean? Yeah.
2: yeah. No matter cool. even, I don't
0: care if it's 50 people or if it's fucking 5,000 people. I mean, that's the whole thing. Yeah. Although there's some other people that are like, oh, I got to get on TV. I got to get this. And it's like, if you can get a hundred people to buy tickets for you in a city, then that's it. You did it.
2: Are you, uh, are you still doing shoulder hair cameos? No,
0: (laughs) dude, I, uh, I was out somewhere. Was I at the comedy store? I think And there was one of the reps from cameo, like no. And I had to like, be like, oh yeah, I can't do it anymore. I'm sorry. You know, I gave it up. I couldn't, it was soul sucking. (laughs)
2: just <laughs> so as you're doing that were you getting any like other strange requests like or was it i mean you were no it was everyone got
0: the joke that's the thing yeah. i felt i started feeling bad too because like i would hate doing them and i'm like these people just are cool or whatever they just want like some funny thing to give to their fucking boyfriend or their husband or their wife or whatever yeah. for their birthday or some shit and i just loathed doing it after a while like it wasn't that i just it just like it felt like homework it was like yeah doing a joke a couple of times is fun whatever it lives it's it's it exists but then like doing that kind of gag especially when i didn't have like open mics or anything else i'm like this is my open mics now i'm just doing the same bit over and over again where it's like i i mean i did it thousands of times it was shit (laughs) yeah dude it was not it got to be like overwhelming to the point where i just felt like i was like setting my alarm so I could do one like 10 minutes before it expired. Like I was getting really like overwhelmed by it. And I was thankful for it though. At the same time, I mean, I was making a bunch of money during the quarantine from it, but I I go, I don't want this to be my life.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Mommy, what's dad's job. I go, I just,
0: I God, I got to get back on the fucking road. Cause. And even Twitch, like I loved, like Twitch was my savior during um, quarantine. Like it helped me just talk and whatever and yeah, you know it was fun to have like a community during all of that uh but even that since the road has come back and some shows have come back i'm like i'm not right now i'll get back on it again like when i have a better setup and shit i'll make it good and do it like deliberately as opposed to like when i was just streaming for 12 hours just because i was losing my mind you know what i mean uh-huh. i would drink like i would buy a six pack every night and i would shotgun the whole six pack and that's when the stream would end was after i shotgunned the last beer and sometimes you know it would go and then i'd sometimes i'd get two six packs and you know it got
2: jesus christ
0: no yeah it got to be they got the streams got to be wild
2: oh yeah i, I, meant I did to, oh go yeah go ahead. ahead. i'm sorry i meant to ask you during the milwaukee incidents how many how many beers did you drink in that i was like at nine beers in the first hour and 10 minutes or whatever yeah <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs>
0: I stacked them at one point. Yeah. That was the coolest part. Yeah. I should have made that the promo. I got to get that. I got to get that made as the promo, me just stacking the beer. <laughs> yeah, I
2: think you got go. five or six cans high. Yeah. Was pretty impressive. <laughs> yeah, it was a
0: six pack, and then it was like two or three uh, bottles. And I don't like that to be my... I'm not like some fucking drunk, but I mean, the, I feel like with beer, I just know where I'm at all the time.
2: Well, I loved watching it because you watch football like I watch football. So, like, I felt yeah. like... You know, you, yeah, you're not going to drink that many beers normally, but when you're that tense, you're just like, the fuck? <laughs> so. Yeah, no,
0: of course. I mean, I did a show in Pittsburgh too. This is so funny. I did a show in Pittsburgh and it was like one of the best shows of the year, I thought of mine. Yeah. And I got one guy who like commented on it. He was like, you were too drunk. And I, th- I was like, I had like three beers on stage. Like, that's like in an hour. I mean, that's not like, sure, I was maybe a little, I was playing it up a little bit, but like, geez, Louise, like, too drunk. And I'm like, the crowd was laughing. Like, what do you? And then I had to ask Bergman. I had to go, like, Am I was I hearing things? Are I got crowd ears all of a sudden. Am I hearing? He goes, No, that was a great show. I go, thank you. I was like, this guy's in my fucking brain. All of a sudden, he's got me thinking other. He's like, I fell asleep. I'm like, what is this guy talking about? You know? <laughs> Something you? wild. So I just I was like, all right, I'm gonna, this guy's insane. I'm just gonna forget that. But because I, to- I I even went back and listened to the tape, I was like. what is this guy am i am i going crazy you know because i was drinking i'm like was i too drunk was i too drunk because i'm like don't remember that i ate it or something like i didn't get all the difference all of a sudden (laughs) got me just like in my own brain second guessing
2: sure did you you get any uh any complaints like in your social media from the milwaukee incident no that
0: that, everyone was on board i even asked i go did anyone walk out they go a couple people left like but not because they were unhappy they just were like i have to go home and
2: yeah my, i have a babysitter, babysitter. Or yeah. yeah that's cool yeah well wisconsin's a cool or it's cool you know cool place cool state they're like it was a
0: sunday night you know
2: yeah. i could stay i get it
1: longer to drink i'll do it right that's wisconsin right
0: yeah 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 well that was just the shitty other part like the checks i should have wrapped it up i should have wrapped up my because i did it the, the thing is i did an hour that i normally do yeah. after that so I was on stage for like almost three hours. I should have not done that. But I, that by that point, I was drunk and I'm like, well, let's go into the act and then
2: <laughs> well, I, I, i'm sure nobody complained you know like uh, I,
0: I i don't know i don't at that point i don't know because i was lost in the weeds i was
2: gone you know it's, i just think it's great because it's one of them unique. like i wish i had been there because it's one of them unique experiences that you know you're never you're not going to get that may like, never happen again yeah. it's just like a perfect no that's
0: film. never going to happen again obviously yeah that's why i just was like once i realized it was on film i was like i got to put that up on Maybe like down the road I'll put it on YouTube or whatever but I was like this isn't an example of my comedy so like the people on Patreon will think it's fun but like not sure the people yeah, yeah. that are on YouTube who are mean or whatever like I'm not just putting that up there as the first example of my stand up to the public you know what I mean <laughs>
2: Yeah probably a good decision yeah yeah <laughs> Oh shit Where um
1: what is your process of writing jokes do you just do you sit down and watch it or are you just as something pops in your head are you one that pops in and you just jot shit down or
0: i'm a, a man of inspiration i need a little <laughs> pop and i do not sit down i mean i wish i had that to just go like i'm gonna sit down and yeah write some jokes today but it's just honestly like not my thing and uh you know you have uh, peaks and valleys you know you have uh what's the word like uh lush times and you yeah. have dried up wells sometimes i'm like will i ever write a joke again but um (laughs) you know during right before covid i was really clipping along i felt like i I was like really not prolific but i was like i was at least just firing bullets you know what i mean like i was trying everything now i have to get myself back but also like my circumstances have changed and i can't i'm not really like doing sets in the same places so it's like It's just a matter of, like, um, more like getting, it's been getting my sea legs back in just terms of performing, let alone the jokes that I, you know, the ones I already have written, let alone writing new ones. So now I have to get back more into the habit of getting back out there and trying some new shit because, you know, I'm also lazy and shit. I spent too much time, like, just trying to get my act back to where it was from before, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, sure.
1: So how do you practice a joke? How do you how do you know if it's going to work or not? Do you do you throw it in front of friends? Do you, no, you got to do
0: it in a crowd. You can't do it. <laughs> there's no talking. To, there's no like people like, I say it in a mirror. I'm like, what are you insane? <laughs> are you the myself. joker? <laughs> yeah.
1: Well, I, I just never knew, you know, I mean, that's just so weird to me. You know, how do you know? you? Try no, and-
0: I mean, that's the thing. That's the like, there's no uh, simulator. You know what I mean? Yeah, there's yeah. no like uh, batting cage that's what uh open mics for and you know the thing is i mean i'm sure out in milwaukee it's actually pretty good it's probably like what buffalo was like when i came up in open mics there were crowd members there, like all like real people from audiences like or like audience members like real of real people they weren't just like comics sitting in a room like waiting to go up Mm -hmm. and out here and like in new york it seems to be more of the case but you know even I learned when i first came here because obviously when i first moved here i was i couldn't do anything anywhere i had to go do open mics and i learned that like people still in these open mics out here at the very least maybe not as much in new york they're a little more grizzled or whatever but out here it's like still they're new at this to the point where they're like watching a show as if it's like a real show they're like oh my god a comedy show do you know what i mean yeah so i learned that when i first moved here and i found some mics like the fourth wall joey diaz was going to the fourth wall which is crazy because it's this mic where you just like sign up online and you pay wow. $5 and Joey Diaz was going and this is like 2017. Like he's selling out every, like he's going to, he thought it was like making him better. <laughs> and, yeah. then he, and then one day he's like, it's not making me better. <laughs> <laughs> and he stopped going, but like he showed me that place. And that's where I spent like the first year and a half, like going up at that place, like as much as I can until I started going like, Because then you can see the people who sign up. I'm like, well, I performed in front of this crowd last night. I remember how they were. You know what I'm saying? Like, you could see their names. So if I saw a bunch of new names, I'd go, well, this is like a bunch of rubes or whatever. I would just go do some jokes in front of them. And that'll be a nice little barometer. And honestly, it's just like going out on the road with Tom. I would fucking throw some. I would throw some things out there. I mean, when you got like that many people in a room, you're like, if they don't laugh, I know it sucks. So, but also you can get, you can kind of get like. If you only do a joke in front of a theater crowd and it kills, you're like, and you do it at a club and you're like, well, that doesn't feel the same. It's because you're just, it's not like wound down
2: yet. You know what I mean? Yep. Yep.
0: But this is, this is just me being autistic now on your podcast talking about all this.
2: (laughs) (laughs) I was going to, I'm sure I was like,
0: if I am I talking way too nerdy right now about this? (laughs) Like
2: I said, we love this shit. And we've, I mean, we've had like independent filmmakers on too, and they say the same thing when they're talking about the process. And we, I mean, we love talking about that shit. So it's the stuff you don't ever get to hear about. So
0: it's like the thing, the thing is like, just going to the open mics, doing it as often as you can. And then listening and then going like, why did this work that night and not this time? And then you go like, Oh, I said this word there or whatever. That's more my process than like sitting down in a notebook. I'd rather do that part of it than Yeah. It's like you have to go up and just get it. I have to get it on tape so that I can then go like, this is why that didn't work. I know I, you know, like you can just certain words and languages. Yeah,
1: sure. sure. And I've heard that before. It's so weird. It's be like, well, I said this word differently or louder or something and i'm like how would that make that big of a difference but
0: and dude like the order of oh, the words like sure. it's a little puzzle and that's what i that's where i get like really fucking um geeked down. it's literally the only thing in the world that i do that yeah i have yeah. no i care so little about every detail of everything else in my life like <laughs> everything down to down to the nuts and bolts of it i couldn't give two fucks about the aesthetics right i but in terms of like writing a a joke it's like that's the fun part of it and that's why when you don't have like a new premise you're just like oh my god my brain is empty i'm gonna jump off a bridge you're like <laughs> like what's going on and so then you you figure it out but it's like yeah so you're uh, like feast or famine
2: yeah you met you mentioned earlier that before the pandemic you were uh gonna be filming your hour special is that coming up still are you is that
0: I haven't heard yeah, anything. It's yeah, just might be gone, but I might, you know, I mean, it's, I still have the hour, so it's right. like I, I'll film it eventually.
2: Yeah. And uh yeah, so. um,
0: yeah, there was just a couple of things, a couple of details that still are punting it down the road a little bit, but you know, it's still, I've never been, you know, in a rush. Yeah. So.
2: Right. Right. And now, I mean, obviously with the podcast, you've got. And the- I I would
0: want to get it back up to snuff to where it used to be before I sure filmed it anyway. So it's sure. been nice actually to have the time.
2: Sure. sure. Yeah, and obviously with the podcast audience, you've got you know the the uh, the YouTube crowd so. growing.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's where it's going to go. So yeah. even even before it was probably going to go there, but I just didn't have to pay for it being filmed. <laughs> that's oh. the difference. souls.
1: that's a big difference there. <laughs> yeah. Has there ever been a joke? I always think of this with the, with with comedians. Has there ever been a time where you you're like, this is this? I love this joke, but it just doesn't work. And you're like, how come? You oh yeah, know? all the time. Oh, does it? I okay. even stop.
0: I mean, there's ones I keep in my act that I still do that are kind of like it gets laughs words sh- I guess here. You know, it's serviceable. Yeah. It does its job every, you know, you need dick digger uh dick ditch diggers, and I can't say ditch diggers. You need <laughs> ditch diggers easy. in your act. You know what I'm saying? You need like fucking trench builders, you know? You need they're not all going to be fucking slam dunks i mean sure so you have a couple in there but there's ones that i love that i'm like well this is like a more or less a b-side you know what i mean but you know it makes you work harder on them turn the wrenches a little bit and it becomes like you're fucking like a guy who's got an old jalopy car and he's like i'm gonna make this fucking thing be a hot rod someday (laughs) or whatever you know it's the same kind of shit you always got that shit up in the attic and you're just like fucking like let's dust this guy off and see if it's got any new life (laughs)
1: or pertains to nowadays just change who it's about or something
0: (laughs) oh yeah you know whatever you change uh this or that you you dust it off and you try again you know and see if it's got any old life in its old legs so when you're in i love going to the attic (laughs) because you know know, see what's up there you're like i go back to old thing notebooks and i'm like huh what was this again and i'm like i don't even know but this is now it's this you know you find old little things you doodled or whatever. Yeah, yeah, that's cool. That must be fun. To...
2: So when you're in, when you're in town in LA, are you doing a lot of clubs and stuff? Like do you, or I mean, you, you pop in and out of clubs.
0: I mean, I uh, I am. Before pandemic, I was doing the ice house a bunch, but it hasn't opened back up. <laughs> and uh, you know, I'm just starting to get some sets at the store, which I love, and I've yeah. just been hanging out there really. And so, I really don't do much while i'm in town but thankfully i'm not in town very often sure so that's the trade-off you know what i mean
2: yeah
0: um there will be like a couple of weeks here and there where i'm here but and i'll get some sets like people are nice enough to give you sets but it's nothing like you know, they're at a bar. They're at a market. They're at like a co. You know what I'm saying? Like that sounds weird, but like yeah. in LA, it's not weird. There's there's these outdoor markets where they have like beautiful setups and like the stage looks nuts. Like you're on a roof or some shit. Like there's tons of shit like that, but it's like and those are all good to do. But it's a little bit like chasing my tail at the moment. I'm just trying to concentrate on getting the clubs to pass me through. And yeah, yeah. So I've just been spending time doing that mostly. Nice. And you know, there's clubs around here like Brea, Irvine, the improvs that I work, and I can do those while I'm home as well. But they it's almost like doing the road. I mean, it's like either you're in a car for an hour and a half or you're and yeah. you're only going like 20 miles or something like that. Right. Like you know what I mean? Like it's not far. Or you're in a tra- like I take the train and that takes like an hour or two. But the train makes you feel like I'm on the road right now. You know, I even pack like a bag and shit, and I'm like, I'm
2: just going home later. <laughs> but. <laughs> You never know. You might get stuck in town. But yeah, so
0: those those I do in L.A., but I don't feel like I don't even I don't even I mean, I count them as clubs, but I don't even count them as L.A. So I guess I do do the clubs in L.A. Sure. If you include those.
2: Have you ever played that game? Never have I ever Mm -hmm. You ever get one of them super embarrassing questions where you don't want to pick up the drink? Like, I don't know, like I shit my pants at work. Yes. And yes, that's why I prefer to play the game. Who said true? What is Who Said True? It's a free, friendly
1: game that you play on your phone, laptop, iPad, anywhere, with anybody. I play with my friends all the time. I've never played. Uh, Like I said, I play with my friends. So anyways, you you punch it into your phone. I'm already there. That was easy. Right. I, myself, prefer the deck WTF. And is that a kind of risque game? It's in the R-rated. Oh, boy. Don't you worry. We could play with your daughter at your school. G, PG all kinds of categories can just you and I play yes to play but people play we'll play soon I prefer to play with with more if I want to play where do I go who said true.com slash dimples in the beard where who said true.com slash dimples in the beard so the whole point was is to ask it asks a question so you're anonymous so you would not say your username would not be Josh or, right. or anything to do with you.
0: So it's the three of us or is there like listeners on it? Too? Well,
1: no, just be the yeah. it would have been the three of us. Okay. So really would it be? So we ask a question like, have you ever masturbated at work? Okay. So then you would say true or false. I see. And, and then, then you the guess next, who says what? And then the next question would be, how many of your group do you think will say yes?
0: Oh, so then you
1: say well i look at these two shady guys they definitely did so you would say guess two and so then you get points by it if you guessed it right kind of like and so then i see. The, the point of it is then we get it comes up and i say i read you know who's masturbating at work and it says um let's say only one said yes so then now it's Okay, which one of us masturbated at work? Yeah, yeah. And it kind of starts the conversation. Of- I get
0: you. Well, you can just ask me the question anyway, and I probably. <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, yeah. I mean, I'm an open book. I don't need to lie to the people and be like, oh, I'm hiding it. You I mean, know what honestly, I'm saying? It would have been fun to guess, but well, I'll let you... how about you guys get to guess, and I'll you... tell you the truth or not. I mean, I'll just tell you
2: flat out. How about, the, I I think that the question you just asked is a three out of three. I mean, that's like,
0: yeah, everyone's masturbated at
2: work. Right. Well, who has it? Right. I mean, I mean, today. You, yeah. <laughs> I mean, this is my job. I'm masturbating right now, actually. Yeah. So,
0: I mean, I've done it driving, <laughs> you know, I guess that counts being at work. I think so. I've now done it uh, in the green yeah. room. I, I don't know. In a green room? No, I mean I've hooked up with a girl in a green room, but that doesn't count as masturbating, obviously,
1: right? Right.
0: But uh, definitely, like I when I worked in an office job, I definitely I would take long. I would be in the bathroom for like an hour, and I would definitely (laughs) masturbate in that. Because you get to go up to like those bathrooms on floors that like weren't even finished yet. And I would just go run up there and like, I would just disappear. I didn't care. Fire me. I'm like, I don't give a fuck about this job. I was just doing it because I needed money. And so like, I probably should have cared more (laughs) than I did, but I knew that it would be agree. It would take an egregious amount to fire me. So I would take long ass bathroom breaks and I'd be looking at my phone. I'd definitely watch porn. Sure. And I'd be up in this bathroom on the fourth, you know, the 34th floor or whatever the I was. (laughs) I I just disappear. Yeah, it was the best.
2: I get texts from this guy when he's taking a shit at work, watching porn. Hey, I'm yeah, I'm taking a shit, watching porn, getting paid. Hell yeah, yeah.
0: That's the best part. You're like, oh, I'm getting paid right now. They and if they ever came after me, I would. I already had one in my pocket. I'd go. <clears throat> I have IBS. <laughs> <laughs> You're gonna come after me for my IBS, and then like I didn't have a doctor, so they would have let me get a doctor day to go find out if I have IBS, and I would have <laughs> just talk the doctor into thinking i had something like that i'd be like i just can't stop shitting and then they'd be like you need more fiber but i'll write you a note and i'd be like thank you and so i knew they couldn't do anything about it and then if they wanted to fire me it would take so much and even i was i was shitty at my, the job and they couldn't fire me for that so they're not going to fire me for taking a shit and J and my d up in the bathroom you know Unless they walked in. If I was really blatant about if I'm doing a, like the urinal, they probably yeah. could have fired me.
1: Then they maybe they could have, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Now we got or, some... or in the women's restroom, then they or in them. the like
0: there was even a restroom like that was in our floor that was crowded all the time. I'm like, I can't masturbate in here, it's too weird, obviously. <laughs> so I would go up to that abandoned floor that had no offices in it yet, and my key card somehow worked up there, and I would just go into those bathrooms. They were like spillover bathrooms and no one would ever come in. Nice. It was like a private bathroom. A little private it was where the vending sanctuary. machines were. Yeah. <laughs>
1: so sex in the green room was that before or after the show uh
0: it was kind of or during well it was a girl it was a girl that it was a girl that i was a high school with so it didn't really matter the show didn't she didn't know anything about it but it was like during the it was like probably 20 it was like new year's eve 2018 into 2019 probably yeah okay so pretty early i think i was maybe on your mom's house twice or something
1: and she's like, hey, I know that guy.
0: I don't even... The studio definitely... Oh, no. 2018 and 2019, the studio existed? No, it didn't. I don't know. I can't remember. Yeah. I can't remember. But I don't think... I think it was very new, if anything. Like, I think it was, like, October, and then this was New Year's Eve, so everything was very new. So, But this girl, I knew from high school, so...
1: And did she contact you? Because you were, like, on...
0: No, I mean like we were always talking. I think she came out to a I had a bar show earlier in the week. All right. And I think she came out like late and then we like made out at the bar like a bunch of like 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 we were on the Titanic and the ship was going down (laughs) like a bunch of say like I was going off to war or something, like we were drunk and it was like, you know, Thanksgiving time or whatever. And then I did or no, it was what am I talking about? It's like New Year's time, Christmas time. So, you know, everyone's home or whatever. And then we went to New Year's Eve. She, I'm like, do you have any New Year's Eve plans? And she was like, not really. I'm like, well, I'm doing this show. You should just come. Like, it's gonna suck, kind of, because like I have to be on stage at midnight or whatever. But well, I mean, we can go out afterwards. We can drink for free, probably for the most part at the club yeah. or whatever. So yeah. she was like, sure. She had nothing else going on. And then like after everyone was, you know, it was like drunk New Year's Eve party in the club after hours, and I definitely was like, hey, let's go get your cuties nice let's go get your coat perfect wine.
1: <laughs> yes um so you're uh, with porn stars you said you had that you've got those on your your podcast yeah
0: i've had i've had one so far i think oh. I, there's going to be like well i mean i'm friends with alexis fox and i'm gonna be on her podcast i think coming up soon and uh molly stewart is obviously a friend of mine and kate you know has been a friend and um there's others obviously i think carter cruz is probably i'm gonna ask her to come on my podcast because we've been chit-chatting so i think she would do it yeah but i I don't know i mean like
1: so how'd you get hooked up in the the i don't know watching porn but i
0: do not know it just somehow i owe a lot to a guy named asian joe is that's what he calls himself he uh is a fan of the podcast and he, he like Bridged the gap between, just like when we were doing the COVID thing. I don't know if anyone remember. I think they got it taken. It got taken down on YouTube. I don't even know if it exists anymore. But we did like the COVID special of your mom's house, where like Alexis Fox played a doctor, <laughs> like, and we that. made it. We made it out to be like she was like a doctor, and she was coming out. So they like flat. It was like early, we were like, why did this get taken down? It was like misinformation. You know what I mean? Oh. It was like it's an o- it's an obvious bit.
2: right
0: <laughs> You know what I mean? Like, but. Yeah, I got. T- I think it got f- taken down forever. And uh, you know, we so like. I mean, I became friends with her, but I I knew Kate from like a lot of. It's so weird out here because Alexis Fox used to have a show out here actually too that I did one time uh, back in twenty eighteen and like Sylvia Sage was there and it was like a comedy meets like porn show. I don't know it was and some of the comedians or some of the porn stars were trying to do comedy or whatever. Oh, okay. and that's how I met Kate and uh, some of the other ones. So you know.
2: Okay. Were any of them actually any good at comedy?
0: Olivia <laughs> Sage is pretty funny. She's, yeah. uh, she's doing it more and more. I mean, I don't know. It's like, they're also like, not, it's just like, I mean, if I was like, yeah, I fuck, you know I mean? They're going to be like, <laughs> no, you don't. This guy doesn't get on, this guy doesn't get on stage very often. That's what they gonna think of. I don't, if they saw <laughs> me, fuck, you know what I mean? So it's the same thing, you know, they're just, you know, they're not getting up, uh, they're not, <laughs> they're not getting up as often. Right. And, uh, that's okay is it a
1: porn set i always thought it'd be fun to visit. no i
0: don't want to ever i don't care enough to do that i've been see now it's like only fans is a thing and i've been there's girls that i've hooked up with who are just like regular girls who are like will you just be the dick in my only fans and i've done that a few times that's fine yeah. but that's not like a porn set that's just like you guys it's like a fun you get a hotel room for like two nights or whatever and then you just like hang out like that's that's the fun and they're all like because there's so, it's like everything you know i had a girl recently go like oh, i know you've been like stunt dicking on only fans like yeah but it's like these women are safer about it than they make me like show a test you know what oh, i mean like shit. and it's, it's not like this happens like every month i mean this happened like three times
2: so what you're telling you know me what i mean the- ever
0: in like years so it's like it's not like i fucking you know and then sure. a girl will be like i've heard the stories and you're like it's like that's like thing and i fucking hit a hole in one in golf i mean it's not like it's happening every time i go out there you know what i mean i'm in the yeah. sand trap most of the fucking time anyway so it's not so, like i'm you know it's so like rarefied air
2: if i uh, if i scour only fans i could find your cock is what you're telling me
0: i don't know there's been a couple of accounts that got taken down because they wanted to get out of it or whatever i mean i don't actually know what's out there still i know there's sure. people that haven't used things which is insulting <laughs> Yeah, there's I'm been waiting. i'm waiting I'm, I'm, I'm on the editing room floor in some places uh, <laughs> but uh whatever you know i don't care it's well, not like they were I, paying me
1: do you think do oh, you, i was gonna say how yeah i mean what do you say no um i'm insulted
2: you don't want to do you think if you were a stunt cock and you were just surfing the web that you would recognize your own cock huh yeah
0: well i mean i know the girl that i fucked
2: well yeah yeah sure that's just kind of, I know joke. what it was
0: going inside of them. You yeah. know, I'm not that blind
2: yet.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, but I guess if they blocked it out. Oh, yeah. Would you, yeah. Would I know it was me? Huh? I don't uh, know. I, besides the girl. Yeah. That's a good question. Well, kind of what, um, <laughs> blind. What do you, go? well, your mom always said, you know, you, you keep masturbating. You're going to go blind. Is that.
0: No, nah, I mean, I was blind well before I knew how my dick works. So <laughs> were you? Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Way, but way, way before. I still don't even know how it works that great, <laughs> you know?
1: Yeah, keep practicing, right? Never. I
0: guess. I mean, I'm getting older, and it's getting more and more. What's getting worse for wear. It's like, <clears throat> you know, I don't know. <laughs> My dick right. is, like, a mentally uh, challenged person. It's been just, like, kind of never really came to its full potential. You know what I mean? It's uh, <laughs> And now it's already old, and it'll die at an early age probably. Before I do.
1: (laughs) Before I do.
0: That's a Well, you know, thank God for performance enhancing drugs and things like that. You know? There you go. That are always giving us hope out there. Because now it's like, what happened? Like, you do one line of cocaine, you do a beer, and you're dead. Mine or mine is. You know what I'm saying? Like, just you hit 30-something and your dick doesn't work after one little thing. Yep. One little beer. One little.
2: Yeah. uh, Wait till you get to 48. That it never works.
0: <laughs> I'm saying I'm gonna be like fucking. It's gonna be just just we'll cut that. it off my body. <laughs> you know what I mean? Down If it's hearing. not going at this point, I got to get on that Viagra train. Or what's going on with that? You know. Well, it, maybe or just get my circulation. Off. I think I get my circulation up. I do have a new sponsor that is a. uh It's like liquid IV, but dick pills. So you like pour oh. in your water.
2: Oh shit! Oh.
0: Yeah. God, I wish I knew what the
2: fucking will you will you be testing? Was... Will you be testing it personally? To see I did it try it
0: once and it worked fantastically. I haven't had one ad read from them yet, so I can't remember the... It's like joy mode or some shit like that. I don't know. It's <laughs> well, worked pretty good perfect... for me.
1: Well, yeah, what a what a perfect uh sponsor though.
0: Yeah. Oh yeah. I don't I, I said I go give me all the dick pills. They got these blue chews, whatever the fuck's out there. i was like, they were like, Are are you comfortable with I go, yeah. <laughs>
2: You give yeah. me a bad read, I'll read it.
0: I'll do competing dick pills. Like, let's go. Like, make the make me the dick pill <laughs> sham wow guy. I mean, I'm over here. I'll talk them all up.
2: Well, here, here's what I know. All your sponsors are better than our first one. We couldn't even bring our game to work.
0: So. <laughs> <laughs> Is that a sponsor? The game?
2: Yeah, yeah. So oh the game, they blew it. Off to a good start well, here. do you have another one
0: of those questions?
2: I uh, wish um, I can't even find. I don't even know how to find him. Let I me. Mean, we probably should have. <laughs> I told you we should have tested it first. Oh, well,
0: you have a support call with the game or whatever the game people.
2: <laughs> right. We, we. Yep. We'll. We'll. We'll talk. Well, I I'll be. F- I'll be sending a nasty email after this. <laughs> <laughs> well, now I can't even get out of the. Game. We'll get there. Yeah, I know. Yeah, fuck it. Who cares? Anyway. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, Well. Next time. I mean, we, and I think we've had you for like two hours, so we can, uh, <laughs> we can let you get on with your life and, and well, uh, thanks for having me. Oh my God. We, uh, appreciate it so much. <laughs> yeah. Thank you so much. And I want to, I want to just say again, before we let you promote everything, just thank you for being so easy to, to work with because it's <laughs> trying to book for trying to book guests for a, for a small fledgling podcast. Like this is not always easy. So. It was God, like, it's
0: all good thank you for having me i appreciate it i know and was on and chase so yeah yeah i already knew it was good gonna be a good time so yeah sure, it was no sure. problem at all thank you so much for having me
1: well i hope you did i hope you had a great time i, I had a blast loved it Absolutely. yeah no i
0: loved it too yeah you guys are great and we'll and look the, next time you're up in uh or i'm up that way come on out i don't know mm-hmm. what's closer but have
2: you that ever- milwaukee was- place
0: seems to have me i've never been to the comedy on state No.
2: Oh, no, I was going to actually I was going to ask about we have a club right oh, here my in town, uh, called Skyline. Uh, Skyline.
0: Oh, that's what I meant to say. Not Comedy on State. Is that Comedy on State in Madison? Yeah. Yes. Yep.
2: Yep.
0: And then you have Skyline, which is where?
2: In Appleton. Appleton. Yeah. yeah. Haven't been to either, but I was in
0: Appleton with Tom. I okay. bought a oh, corn cob PA- pipe across the street from that arena there.
2: You did the PAC, didn't you? Or whatever that was. Yeah, the, yeah. the Performing Arts Center. Yep. Yeah, I remember. Yeah, that okay. Show. Cool. i want
0: to i bought a corn cob pipe across the street and a oh, smoke yeah. shop
2: yeah there's a little cigar shop right across the street yeah yeah yeah
0: yeah I know where yeah,
2: that, yeah perfect oh that's too bad that's cool
0: yeah yeah i hope uh, i get to go back there i'll go to one of those other ones too i hope uh but uh yeah so let me know when i go out there come say what's up
2: Whenever we will uh, definitely watch your uh tour when you're Schedule. close, we will definitely come see you. We're going in May. We're going out to Minneapolis, which is like a four hour ride to see Christina and Chase. Oh, no
0: shit. That'll so, be awesome.
2: Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. Looking forward to that. It's, uh, yeah. That's yeah. going to be fun. So go ahead and promote all your stuff and we'll get on out of here.
0: Oh, just the Josh Potter show every Tuesday, YouTube. Uh, I got a Patreon as well. Uh, it's just five bucks a month. And it's me and my buddy, Matt Bergman, who we fight like cats and dogs. Sometimes we have different philosophies on literally everything in life, Uh, but he's my, one of my best friends and the reason I'm doing comedy. So he's a funny guy. And uh, we do that once a week, sometimes twice a week. So it's just five bucks to sign up for that. And uh, like I said, the YouTube thing is free. It's on iTunes. It's on all the other stuff. It's every Tuesday. And uh, yeah, follow me on Instagram,
2: Twitter, that whole thing. That's about it. You got any dates coming up right soon?
0: Just Portland coming up uh, Friday. That's it for now. I'm gonna, and then I'm going to have a bunch coming out. Um, I'm going to go on the road with Tom and with Annie a little bit, and then I'm going to have some coming out for the
2: summertime. So Sweet, sweet. Well, if you're in Wisconsin, we're going to come to check you out. Absolutely. So. Awesome. Or close. We'll, yeah. we'll find it. Yeah, We'll find you.
0: <laughs> Thank you. <laughs>
2: yeah. all right. Thanks a lot, Josh. Thank you so Thank much. Thank you, guys. Have, have a, a great meeting. rest of your night, all right? Yeah, you as well.
0: Absolutely. Thanks for having me.
2: Absolutely. Thank you for listening. The tavern is closed for now, but we'd love to have you back for more fun next time. Seriously, though, get your asses out of here.